Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podium app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. study and I'm very happy that you had time to join and I pray that even as you spend your time reading the word of God that God will change your life God will make a way for you and bless you in everything you do and make you happy in this world give you joy in this world and also in heaven in Jesus name amen so <clears throat> Today, we'll be learning about Daniel again. But before we go to the study, I just want to know if you have any question. Um, so I forgot my notebook, so I forgot what I had written down. Um, but I can definitely send it to you later because I do have some things. Sure, no problem. Yeah. So, we started Daniel last week and... We saw how he dedicated his life to God and God told him not to take the king's food even though the king's food is not a sin to eat the king's food is not a sin it's not a sin to enjoy the blessings of that position because he was recruited into the king's house as one of the king's helpers and he deserved that nice um, um, treatment. Those are his benefits, like they will say. So the benefits, when you start a job, you have health benefits. You have some kind of benefits, bonuses and all. So eating the king's food is like a bonus to Daniel for his job that God gave him. And even, even um, enjoying the king's palace and even the salary and everything. It's like a bonus. But that particular one, which is the king's food, God asked him not to eat it, not to do that. And he did not 
do that because God told him that that would defile him, you know. So he obeyed God. So let's just recap. We we read Daniel chapter 1 last time and we meditated on it and that's good. So we are going to um, just read this um, first sentence. We will all read the Bible verses and then we'll go from there. The pursuit of the knowledge of God is his answer for the end time pollution and backsliding. So we're going to share these verses um, alternatively. You will start, Tamika, you help us to read Daniel eleven thirty one 31 to 32. I'll read Hosea 4, verse 6. Um, are you available to read? Okay, great. So you will read Daniel, I will read Hosea, you will read Second Corinthians, then I will read Isaiah. So that that is it. So start with Daniel and let me quickly open to Hosea. Okay. I didn't get that. What did you say? Okay, um, I'm trying to pull it up. Okay, okay. Take your time. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to be watched. Shoot. So, Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, starts that his army will take over the temple fortress his army will take over the temple fortress, pollute the sanctuary, put a stop to the daily sacrifices, and set up the sacrilegious object that causes desecration. Desecration. Desecration, yeah. He will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant, but the people who know their God will be strong and will resist them. Amen. Amen. So we will, um, okay, so before we go to that thing, can you just explain what what is going on here or what you feel is happening here? No, I feel, <laughs> I feel like God is preparing them for what is about to happen. Um, and he's letting them know uh, exactly how will the enemy take over. Um, yeah. Um, but he's also explaining that the people who know God will be strong and will resistant. So if you know God, that you, I think it's, it, it feels like if you know God, then you won't have any issues and you shouldn't be afraid that I'm preparing you for what is, uh, what, what is to come. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. Go ahead. I feel like I need to read more of this because I'm not understanding the background. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So when you're free, that chapter 11 is really complex, even for pastors like that, very, very, very good because it's complex. They use a lot of he, 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 the king of south, the king of north, and it's kind of like a code, right, which is really complex to decode. But the main thing is that a man is coming, he's the Antichrist, and 
God showed it to Daniel. And God showed it to Daniel because Daniel was always opening his Bible, always opening the scriptures, always praying, always worshiping God. Even when they said it was a crime, he, even when they wanted to throw him into the lion's den, he still continued praying. He was not a hypocrite about it. He kept praying. And that was why God showed him this very important secret about what will happen thousands of years later. This was, this is over, let me say, over 4,000 years later. I don't know when the Antichrist will come, but at least I'm counting. Over 4,000 years ago, and counting, Daniel got this, this revelation of what will happen 4,000 plus years later. Imagine that. If God shows you what will happen in years to come, or what will happen to your children or your grandchildren, how you should prepare, or what kind of profession your children should take over to, be, to succeed, what kind of school you should go. It's when we sit down at the feet of God. That we would see revelations. Some people say, I don't even know what to do. I'm a Christian. I have to go to pastors to tell me my future or something. When you read the word of God, when you pray to God, when you, when you soak yourself in the word of God, when you, you spend time every day, make some time to pray, to ask God. He would open your eyes and show you. Because it is very important. That secret is an important secret. So he would not want to just show anybody. That is just working. It's not cheap to have. It's very important. So he hides it. He hides those secrets from human beings. But when you, when you want to know and you ask him, and if you ask him once, sometimes he might not answer once. You ask him once. You ask him twice. You ask him three times. You keep asking. He's like, I think Tameka wants to know deep secrets. I'm going to tell her. That is how God works. If you want to know God's will for your life, you want to know God's will for your business. Just keep asking, keep praying, keep reading, keep worshiping, and keep trying to know God. It's like a pursuit. When you're pursuing something, pursuing a goal, it will show you things. And when it shows you, your eyes will be open and you'll be like, wow, this is what will happen. And then you'll not be in the dark. Just like people, when you have a head start in life, that is how it is when God reveals to you what to do. You don't, you don't grumble in the dark. You, you have light will shine on your ways. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God, reading the word of God will open your eyes, shine light onto your path and direct you what to do. As you're reading, God will be telling you how to make decisions, the best, the best decision to, to make. That's what the word of God did for Daniel. And so he got this revelation that, oh, there will be a time in the world that the king will come. He will, you know, they said that they talk about daily sacrifices is a symbol. Right now, Christians don't do sacrifices anymore. So whatever our, our spiritual sacrifices is, he's going to stop it. In some countries, they already stopped them from going to church, right? They already stopped them from going to church. So that time, this man is going to stop whatever daily sacrifices signifies in our day. He's going to stop it. And then he will start worshipping idols in the temple, in the church. And then he will turn, it will persecute the, um, the Christians. He will leave godless Jews in power. So he will leave the 
unbelieving people in power. But the people that know their God, they will be strong and do exploit. So we have to continue to know our God. It's the ones that know God that will be strong and do exploits. Amen. So God will keep helping us. Let me quickly read Hosea 4, 6. That is my own part. And it says that my people are destroyed because they don't know me. And it is all your fault, you priests. For you yourself refuse to know me. Therefore, I refuse to recognize you as my priest. Since you have forgotten my laws, I will forget to bless your children. That's harsh. But this is what God said. He said that people are destroyed because they don't know God. People perish because they don't know anything about God. You see people that are dying of depression, anxiety, suicide, just because they don't know God. When they know God, they will find peace. When they know God, they will have direction. And then God here blamed the priests, saying that, I blame you priests. I will not bless your children because you don't, you, you don't teach my people to know me. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me know if you have any questions. And the ball is now in your court to read 2 Corinthians 2, 13 to 15. Take your time. Second Corinthians is in the New Testament, like towards the back of the Bible. But I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't arrived yet, hadn't arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal possession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere. Like a sweet perfume, our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and uh, those who are perishing. Wow. Can you please read the next verse, 16? Mm-hmm. To those who are perishing, we are dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are life-giving perfume. And those, and who is adequate for such a task as this? Hmm. Do you hmm. Wow. Continue What did you say? Yeah, you can read 17 too. You see, we are not like the many who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is watching us. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Wow. Is that like a lot of parables, pretty much? <laughs> well, 
if you read it one more time, oh, if you read it one more time, you might understand it again. Yeah, I think so. Do you want to read it one more time? Yes. Okay. But I have, but I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't arrived yet with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went to Macedonia to find him. But thank God he has made us his captive and continues to lead us along Christ's final position. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. Okay. To those who are perishing, we are addressing real death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task like this? You see, we are not like many hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority, knowing that God is talking us. We preach the word of God with sincerity and Christ's authority and not God is talking So what part gets you? Um, basically, I thought I was explaining that not everybody is going to be accepted of Christ and whatever you say to them. Some people may see it as like dreadful and just dooming. Others may feel like it's like a breath of fresh air to those who want to be saved. Um, and also while you're trying or while you're present or what you're doing, whatever you're doing to spread the word of God, you have to spread it uh, with sincerity and with God's authority knowing that he is watching you. Um, and it's not about you, it's about the message, it's about bringing people to God. That's I got from the Wow. You sound like a pastor. <laughs> wow. No, ma'am. That's, that's awesome. Do you see why when you see a preacher or a pastor speaking the truth without any personal gain, people that are perishing run away from them. They don't um, have a lot of people in their churches because they don't preach something that is like profiting to them. But when you see the few people that stay in their churches, those people are, um, they are, they want to be saved. And when they hear those truths from God or where, when they are close to those people that give a, um, a life-giving smell, they, 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 as you said, they, they feel a breath of fresh air, right? And perfume is like a breath of fresh air. So you actually nailed the description, right, um, of the kind of smell that the people that preach the Word of God give out. And so you as a Christian, when you go out into the world and you have a feeling to share the Word of God with your friends, and with your family, the ones that will be saved, the ones that have a heart that need God, would see it as an opportunity to listen and like, yes, I'm interested. I want to know. I need God to help me. And they will see it as a breath of fresh air, like a sweet smelling perfume. But to those who are perishing or love their sins, they will see it as if you have come to condemn them to hell. 
they'll see it as if you have come to condemn them and it's a message of doom. So you start smelling like doom to them and they will start avoiding you. So that is exactly how it is um, preaching the word of God. So the Bible has told you not to be surprised when you know God and when you, 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 even without saying a word, you know, without saying a word, that's what this place is saying. Your smell, your aura, <laughs> without saying a word, when you are in the midst of people, the ones that are perishing will hate you. They will feel like, oh, they will, they will smell um, doom because your aura is kind of convicting their hearts, even without saying a word. And then the Bible said, but who is adequate for such a task? Who is able to do this? It's because of Jesus in you. Jesus in you is the one giving off that smell. Even before you say a word. Jesus will give a smell of a sweet smell to those who want to be saved. And they will come to you and they will like, they'll be like, Tamika, are you a Christian? Do you go to church? And they say, tell me more about Jesus. They will come to you and they will want to know more about you. But the ones that don't love God, even before you say a word, you give off a smell of judgment to them. And they will be like, oh my God. Every time I, every time I feel, um, every time I go around her, I feel scared or something. It's only Jesus Christ living in us that can give off such a smell out of us. And so when you know Christ, when you seek to know Christ and he lives in you, even as you have given your life to Christ, I have given my life to Christ. Jesus Christ lives in us and gives off this smell from inside us. So you can note that Bible verse in your, your notes or your jotter, and you can read the whole chapter so that you can have a context of, of it for next time. Yeah. So I will read um, Isaiah 5.13 now, and we'll go from there. Isaiah 5.13 to 14 says, Therefore I will send you into exile far away, because you neither know nor care that I have done so much for you. Your great and honored men will starve, and the common people will die of thirst. Hell is licking its chops in anticipation of the delicious muscle Jerusalem. Her great and small shall be swallowed up and all her drunken trunks. So, um, let me read it again so that I can understand better. Isaiah 5, 13 to 14. Therefore, I will send you into exile far away because you neither know nor care that I have done so much for you. Your great and honored men will starve and the common people will die of thirst. Hell is licking its chops in anticipation of this delicious morsel, Jerusalem. <clears throat> her great and small shall be swallowed up and all her drunken trunk. So this place is trying to say that there are some group of people Jerusalem, God is talking to Jerusalem at that time, and the God is talking to the world right now. Because at that time, God wanted to save Jerusalem alone. But because of Jesus, God is, has extended his hands 
to save the world. So God's plan was to save Israel alone. But Jesus came and then his salvation is now for us all. So God is talking to the, the, the whole world. Therefore, I will send you into exile far away. That's what the Bible says. Because you have not, you neither know nor care that I have done so much for you. So God has done so much for us. As I've said before, he created the heavens and the earth. And he gives off his blessings every time. Success is his blessing. And he gives it to anyone. Financial blessing. Is his, is his blessing. He releases it on anyone that follows the principle. Even wisdom, he releases it on anyone that follows it, the principle. Rain, sun, all these things are God's blessing. Life that we have. Free ability to inhale oxygen. That is God's blessing. And it's available to anyone. So, here he says that... <sighs> Because we neither know nor care that he has done so much for us. So many people don't care or acknowledge God. And he's saying that hell is licking his chops in anticipation for people that neither know nor accept, acknowledge that God has done so much for them. I pray that every day we continue to know and accept that and appreciate God for all the things he has done for us. Because that's what he wants. He doesn't want your money, actually. <laughs> he has money. The only reason why he would ask for money is for somebody else. So he might say, my child, go and give your earnings today to this poor person. And so when he says bring offerings to church, it's not for God. It's actually for the pastors who don't work. It's actually for the poor people in church who don't have food to eat. It's actually for the widows who don't have any husband to take care of them. So that is why he's saying bring this money into the church. So God doesn't need anything from you and I. All he needs is, all he needs from us is to know that, oh, God is blessing me. Give me life today. Thank you. Just know that and acknowledge it. Many people don't acknowledge it. They feel that it's science that made them alive. They've forgotten that people die in their sleep and science cannot really know what, sometimes autopsy or science might not really know the cause of death. See that. But every time we wake up in the morning, we should say, thank you, Lord, for making me alive today because it's a gift that he would not come and tell you, I gave you that gift. He will not come and claim his creation and say, I created the, and he will not appear in the sky. But he has put something in our hearts to know, bottom of our hearts, that there is a God that did all this. And just some people just decide to, um, to ignore that and say there's no God, this, that. But the truth is, deep down in everybody's heart, they know there's a God. And one day, they would have to give account. But we that we know that there is a God and we have seen his blessings in our life, we should keep thanking him and keep telling him that I know you were the one that blessed me. I know you were the one that gave me a good husband. 
I know you were the one that gave me these beautiful children. I know you were the one that saved me in childbirth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what he wants you to do. Acknowledge and thank him. Do, do you have any questions before we read this part? I don't. Thank you. Knowing God makes us to always triumph. You will do exploits even in time of trouble. Despite all the corruption and pollution around the world, sorry, all around you, if you know him. So let me read that part again. Knowing God makes us to always triumph. You will do exploits even in the time of trouble, despite all the corruption and pollution all around you, if you know him. It delivers from the, the languishing and perishing that comes as a result of lack of knowledge. It enhances one's ability to discern the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So knowing God enhances our ability to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit telling me right now? Is this my voice in my head or the Holy Spirit telling me to do this? You would be able to separate those voices by reading the word of God. You'll be able to know and say, I think this is the Holy Spirit telling me to take this decision by reading the word of God. I pray God will help us to know him in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, so I do have a question as okay. far as that. So I know a lot of the times, like looking for answers, of course, go to the Bible. So, like, do you pick up from where you leave off, or do you like pray and ask God to send you to a passage, and then you just flip through and you flip to the page? Like, how do you know? Or like, or do you just pick up where you leave off, or what? So, how you, your question is, how do you know? What part study in the Bible? No, like when you're, like when you're expecting your Holy Spirit to lead you through certain things. Okay. Then how do you know where to go in the Bible to get that peace or get that understanding of what you should do going forward? Yeah. So, um, that is a very important question. And it's a very, I pray that the Holy Spirit will help me to answer the question. So if you are a Christian, you want to make a decision about something. The first thing to do is to communicate with God. Pray about it. Say, God, I need you to speak to me and direct me about what I should do at this point in time. While you're praying, a word of God can drop into your heart. If it does, go and read it and meditate on it. If it doesn't, you can just read any part of the Bible that you feel like reading at that time. And while you're reading, something will lead to another until you get what God wants you to get. So let me give you an example. I need God to tell me if I should... If I should... Okay, if I have two job offers... And I need God to tell me which one to choose of the two job offers. Both of them, after I've weighed the pros and cons, obviously, like I would have to weigh and see which one is reasonable, right? 
So God has given me a brain to know which one is reasonable, which one meets my needs, which one will help me grow, which one will help me be better. So after I've used the brain that God has given me to weigh the pros and cons, and I'm still confused, I go to God and I say, God, what do you want me to choose? Because we are led by the Holy Spirit to say, what do you want me to choose? I've done this. You, can even, you might even have a choice at that time. Like, I want to choose this one. But, Lord, what do you want me to do? I really need your answer. Because when you direct me, that's the best thing ever. Right? That's the best thing. Because you have seen who my boss is going to be. You have seen who, what is going to happen in the future. So tell me what to choose. Because your choice is the best. When you pray the prayer, you go read the Bible. You could read Proverbs. You could read Psalm. You can read any part of the Bible. Or maybe while you're praying, God will drop a scripture in your head. Then you start looking for it. You read, start studying, start studying, start studying, anticipating that God will speak to your heart. Not study and then check your phone or study and check Instagram. No, you, 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 you study with your pen and paper waiting for God to speak to you. And even as you continue to read your word, the word of God, continue to read you the word of God, God will speak to you. God doesn't speak to you. Just keep anticipating. You can see a revelation when you sleep and at night God can show you in a dream. Or God can just give you peace about that decision or peace about one of the options and say, I think my heart is really going for this. Then you can be confident to go for that because you have prayed and you've asked God. You've waited for the answer to come to you. And if God gives you peace about that um, option, then go for it. And when you go for it as a child of God, if it's still not God's will, he will stop you and he will show you his will. But if it is God's will, he will bless you in whatever choice you make. So don't worry about making the wrong choice as a Christian. So far you've asked God. You ask God, read the word of God, wait for his revelation, take your step. And he will make he will direct you. So don't worry about it at all. Does that answer your question? It does. Yeah. Definitely does. Yeah. So thank God for your life and I'm very happy that you're growing. And, and the Bible study. So right now we're gonna pray. We're already at ten o'clock, five minutes. And I'd like you to pray about the word of God that we have heard right now. And then I will bless our week. So go ahead, Tamika, and pray. Um, Alrighty. Dear God, we thank you for your reading of your word today. We thank you for just speaking to us and allowing us to come with you and commune with you this morning. We thank you for the blessings that you you're going to pour over us next week, dear God. We thank you for your peace, your God, and your love, dear God. We thank you for just meeting every need, dear God. We thank you for meeting us where we are, Father God. We ask you right now that you just step in like only you know how, Father God. We ask you that you just invade our hearts, our minds, and our bodies, Father God. And we ask you that you have your will and have your way. Begin to just remove things that is not of you and then replace it, God, with your understanding, your joy, your peace, God. Amen. We know that if it is done with you, dear God, that we are 
in great hands, dear God. And we ask you that you just continue to keep us, continue to guide us, and continue to help us to spread your word. In your son Jesus' name we pray, we thank you, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Amen.